0: From the land of adventure and diversity, these are the stories of extraordinary Africans, only on Faces of Africa. The island burns 24-7, 365 days a year, and we've been doing so since 1992.
1: On the opposite side is your commercially driven enterprise carries on as per normal with um, absolutely no regard for for our environment or our oceans.
0: We're heading now to a meeting with the Deputy Mayor of Melbourne to find out what the government's plans are for
2: this ecological disaster. When you think of the Maldives, you just imagine of emerald-coloured um, seas and white sandy beaches, but the, the story of Mali is very different. It's just a huge nest of problems. We are frequently out of water or we have power cuts. And just waste um, management. am talking about waste management. I believe you have seen the Tilafushi case. Yeah. When we built um, Tilafushi Island, we didn't follow any... Um, environment-friendly uh, methods. It was it's no know, EI, no nothing, done, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Everything bad Just happened it. there. But now um, we are uh, planning, and we have been working to make it better. And we have plans for Tilafushi. NGOs have already started their work. They are doing pretty um, good. They have started yeah, a, a, a lot of campaigns. Of them, yeah. yeah. yeah even marketing. in the neighborhoods, they organize cleaner programs, and we even we join them sometimes.
1: We've seen good and bad, and today at, at Tilafushi Fushi we were a bit taken aback by the magnitude of what was actually in the water, never mind what was happening on the land. But then your message of what you tell us, what's, how it's changed from the plastic at was there, the future of, of what's already happening with, with waste collection, plastic specifically that it's now being dealt with, that it's being recycled, that the plants are being built in Mali itself. That to me is, is the future, that's the sustainable. So the past we learn from, but it's the future we need yes. to look towards. Yes, we yeah?
2: know we did bad. But um, we have plans to make it better, so I think this is the chance for us to move forward and uh, go go green and, you know. I hope there's more people
1: like you, Shabal. I really
0: do. We're on our
1: way to a beach on Villangili Island to find out about a special project called Farukoi.
0: This is such an awesome project that aims to enable every single school student in the Maldives to explore the reef and all the beautiful life that it supports.
2: Faru means reef, Koe is child. So every child will be able to see the fish and the reef, the environment. So that's what we are trying to teach the kids.
1: Follow on with the effects of pollution and your plastic, your single-use plastic and the relation to to ocean litter. It's a huge part
2: of this project to actually um, use it as the platform, as a means of getting the children to think about uh, ocean plastics uh, by showing them how beautiful it is, yet how fragile and how it depends on us for its long-term continued...
1: um, Yeah, if we don't help it...
2: It is also having a huge impact on the parents as well, that we've noticed. Even in the school administration, they're putting more effort into making all the activities, all the things they utilise in the school, a lot more conscious, you know, they just don't go for single-use things.
1: This is such an inspiring program, but even here we are reminded about the mess our generation and the ones before us have created. Here we are, right uh, just on the shoreline next to where the kids are snorkeling. Uh, What is the exact effect of what we're trying to prevent? Is this the legacy we leave behind for these children? What kind of world would you like to leave behind for future generations?
0: Over the next few days, we meet more incredibly dedicated people, all with the mission to protect the environment, with education being a cornerstone of their efforts.
1: There are good people here taking ownership of the major challenges facing the environment. Although it leaves me feeling positive, I realize more than ever before that plastic pollution is not only the problem of organisations and governments. Each individual makes a difference be it positive or negative. Whether you're Maldivian or a tourist, every simple choice or what may seem to be an insignificant action, it has an impact. It's up to all of us.
0: It's so good to be on the move again, and we're excited about our first stop, Daravandu. It's an island in the Bar Atoll, the UNESCO Biosphere Reserve, which is well known for swimming with manta rays.
1: This is exactly why we're here, is to to highlight um, how beautiful it, it can be, and should be, and used to be, till the plastic took charge and we've got now the pollution that is threatening all of us
2: Navigating our way through all these atolls can be very tricky. So we really got to be sharp boys.
1: Being out here, you really experience how magnificent the ocean is. Talk about the big blue. Consider, Tris, that we're now at the southern point of the Vavu Atoll. I mean, it's uninhabited. So this is all floated in here, primarily PET bottles, and then your other fishing stuff. Definitely the worst you've seen in an uninhabited area. And in such a remote place where you think you literally are in paradise, and on, on one hand you are, and then on the other hand yeah, this is what we've
0: managed to do. I mean, there's only so many places where all this can come from. Main inhabited islands are miles away. This is exactly what you see, what is in
1: in marine life. This is not far from microplastics. That literally took me five seconds to pick up. There's sections at the back there where you can actually see it's been dumped. Someone's purposefully come here and dumped bagged waste. It's both saddening and infuriating at the same time that this is what we've done. When I say we, tourists, locals, everybody's to blame.
2: So this is where they prepare lunch for their clients that come for the day. But it isn't obviously the most clean galley in the world. Cook the fish or whatever. And then they just try and leave all the rubbish behind. From... But they've got all of these scattered all over the place. This, I mean, this is just one of the prep, prep areas. There's another one further down.
0: Heading south, we pass more uninhabited islands. We can't get to them because they have such wide and shallow reefs. So we get the drone out to take a closer look. Okay, we're getting close now.
2: It's all plastic, it. with just of carpeted yeah,
1: plastic.
0: Look
1: at that. I'm wondering if this is going to be the case with every uninhabited island. We go across the channel between two atolls, and then we go into the atoll and and continue to our location, anchor position within the atoll on the inside, should be an interesting uh, cruise. I'm gonna go between these two. I'm gonna go to starboard after this one, eh? Yeah, go starboard. Go port. Now that channel's other side of this island, eh? Why not starboard? I can't hear you. you. This other also going to go in there.
2: They that pass it in to the fourth side of the channel there.
1: That was probably one of the most nerve-wracking entrances we've done to date since we've owned this boat. Just looked really sketchy. We're in a little hole now. I think we're safe here. We're sort of between sand and, and coral. There was a local vessel in front of us that just cruised through like it was a piece of cake. Tomorrow we're leaving on high tide, that's for sure. Fourth atoll we visited and it's an uninhabited island again and symptomatic of what we're finding on everyone so far. It's just uh, littered with plastic pollution. So from what we've discovered, it seems as though every single uninhabited island has this shocking carpet of plastic all along its high among. Maldives has approximately 1,200 islands and only 200 are inhabited. Just think about that for a second. eh? I think just keep on this heading. I hope that was the kill. Wasn't fun, eh? never nice when your boat touches bottom. It's the one thing that you boys shit yourself for, and we did it. Anyway, we got away with it. I think we just hit the, uh, the keel. The captain went pale, I haven't seen the like, he's quite sunburnt, as you can see. He went very white. But here we are, we're okay. such a narrow channel that you got to squiggle your way through, and at 6 o'clock in the morning, you don't have the right light. We followed our track, but uh, yeah, these things happen. We're coming up to the end of uh, this atoll. I think another hour and a half when we had our next uh, anchorage. It's a whole new atoll called Mahu, and apparently this is where the seagrass uh, is and where Tristan will hopefully get his microplastic sediment sampling.
0: Island there by the pass is, so again, covered in plastic water bottles and all sorts. of We'll see how long that stays in, if that's breaking down into microplastics right here. So it should be interesting. There's not big enough seagrass beds. There's lots of them, but not one big enough to carry on my standard method of collection. So we're going to have to look at doing two or three smaller seagrass beds and then the same things with the sand bottom, just because it's quite patchy going along that shallow bank there. One and some of them, uh, the depth was sort of just too deep for me to get there, and then not deep enough to sort of not make me look like an idiot going on scuba. So sometimes I just have my dad pushing down to me, other times he stood on me, to get the job done. That's it, All eh? well, the samples collected, now I need to get them into the lab. The Maldives has probably been one of the most interesting places I've ever been to, you know. It's, on the one hand it's been like unparalleled beauty and on the other hand it's been a bit saddening too to see sort of the state of things at the moment, you know. You expect these remote places to be untouched. But then again we've had some really positive things while we've been here. Still a lot of work to be done and now we're off to Chagos. So that should also be really, really interesting. Lagos is an archipelago made up of seven atolls about 300 miles south of Adu. It really is way off the beaten track.
1: Leaving the Maldives, we went into some bumpy sea conditions over two nights. Today, we woke up with the most beautiful sea conditions. It's just perfect, flat sea conditions, no wind. Beautiful, we've got a bit of bird life around us. This is what living life's all about. on board coming to visit for four days. The vessel's name is Ashani. Great Chagos Bank is the largest atoll in the world at nearly 13,000 square kilometers. It's massive. It's also one of the largest marine protected areas in the world. And the marine life down here is just incredible. Yeah, we are, in literally the last frontier. The whole of this archipelago is is protected and we're still coming across it.
0: Finding these tracks just highlights the importance of the sort of work we're doing. You you can tell that a turtle's come up probably through the night, all the way from the waterline, up the beach, and then made its nest here would have laid around 200 eggs and you know just for it to get there would have had to come across loads and loads of plastic these little hatchlings are eventually going to come out and try and make their way to the water you don't want them being interfered with plastic and all sorts of hazards and things quite sad to have such a place so full of life scarred by all the plastic along this little stretch
1: So well, that's it. That's this little peninsula cleaned up. I think we pulled three of these bags. So um, we anchored uh, as per our permit um, yesterday evening off uh, Il Diamante and uh, went ashore just to take a walk on the beach. And we did a bit of a beach cleanup. We now sit with the conundrum of what exactly do we do with all these plastic bottles and floats them that we've piled.
2: I'm not sure if we'll get a chance to be that today. Um, if you are going to leave it, if you can leave it above the high wall, and if you uh, do specifics in the future, if you have the room, if you can take it with
1: you, that would be great. Well, we're going to go and take it with us, and hopefully they can then collect it from there.
0: It's our second beach clean since we've been in Chagos. But we're a crew of three, plus a cameraman. You know, we've got limited resources, limited time. We have to leave again tomorrow. We get this feel good factor because we're actually cleaning up two little beaches. But I mean, you look around me, there's just island after island, an atoll, atoll, and atoll, and atoll that are all just covered. Unbelievable, eh? That
1: that's what it's come to. That's what mankind's done to nature. Nature's attaching itself to polystyrene. Sad example of, of how far it's come and how badly we've affected
0: our environment. Like the vast majority of what we're picking up is plastic water bottles, and then flip flops and foam. And you know, it's all stuff that doesn't need to end up in the ocean, especially the plastic water bottles. That's what's really, really starting to irritate me, and it's just—it's not necessary. Chagos is uninhabited, so by the time a lot of the plastic washes up here, it's really broken down and degraded. And not only does it make it harder for us to pick it up, but a lot of it ends up in the water and in the sediments and being ingested by the animals all around here. So it doesn't take long before this sort of stuff turns into microplastic, so it's it's really not the best thing to see. Back in the Seychelles, I'm still trying to come to terms with what we've just experienced. My journey hasn't ended yet though, and it's finally time to get my sediment samples into the lab and begin the analysis. We have found that the seagrass sediment holds an average of around four times more microplastics than in nearby sandbeds. This indicates that it is four times as likely for microplastics to enter the food web through species that utilise the seagrass beds. The knock-on effects of this could prove to be seriously detrimental to the greater marine ecosystem.
1: What we have discovered is the hard-hitting truth that plastic pollution has no boundaries. What doesn't sink to the ocean floor, floats and travels with the winds and the currents. If it ends up on the shore of some distant uninhabited island, there is no one there to pick it up. For me, the next mission is to clean up these beautiful islands. On our journey, we have met some incredible people that have given us hope.
2: If you really put your mind into something, it will change and the healing power of nature is something what we humans are completely underestimating.
1: By making better choices every day, together we become
2: part of the solution.